Okay, please uh, read with us in your Bibles, page 3, Genesis 1, verses 1 to 4. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God reigned over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. Amen. Good morning, happy Sabbath, and happy New Year. God bless us in this new year and guide us. Uh, for our scripture reading today, I'll be reading from the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. And I'll be reading from the uh, King James Version. Gospel John of John, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. I'd like to say a prayer. You pray, pray with me. Lord, help us shine that light through each one of us, Lord. Give us the grace and the knowledge of thee. Pour out your spirit, Lord, upon our church here in Santa Clarita and throughout the world so we may have the latter rain and you could come take us home soon, Lord. Thank you for this holy Sabbath day. Thank you for this new year. Be with us, guide us, strengthen us with power and love of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray in the holy, precious name of Jesus. Amen. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Happy New Year. Well, pretty much everyone's smiling. This is January 1. It's a new beginning. We can start all over. I know it's just a date. It's just a time, a number. But it gives us a good reason, a good reason to think about what's been and what can be. So let's take time today to focus on the future and the past and the present and the present. We're 11 hours into 2011. Do you feel older? Yes. <laughs> Wow, already. Now, Pete and I have a lot of scriptures to share with you today. So if you want to record those, you'll need to have a pencil and paper out or a pen or something to write those down. Caution. There is a lot of activity that will take place up front. Please stand back. Take, take a pencil and paper and write down the verses if you want to look at them later because we'll move through with some alacrity today. And for a variety of reasons. Hey, Pete. Yeah. Right, did you survive? Woo, I, I made it. Good. By the way, I wanted to ask you if you've made any resolutions this year already yet, huh? Only the, only the one I made with you earlier in the week, and that is that we would not be talking about New Year's resolutions in today's sermon. So that's the only one I made. I see. Well, there's one thing that we know will take place in today's sermon. What's that? What's that? Yeah. It won't last that long. Uh, we're going to get to the point, and we'll get everyone out on time. That's right. 
And uh, the uh, 2010 front row seats, uh, the 2011s are in, so all the 2010 seats must go. So if you feel the need to move up a little closer, feel free. That's all right. Um, let's uh, have a quick, quick prayer before we get started. God, we've been blessed by your presence throughout the Christmas season, and there's so much to take in. Today that we ask that your light can shine into our hearts and then out from them so that others may see you. Pray for these things and that your message can be heard this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Close your eyes. Everyone, I see eyes open. Close your eyes. Keep them closed very tightly. Very tight. Close them. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. But God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God divided the darkness from the light. You can open your eyes now. You just experienced creation <coughs> day one. Welcome to Genesis. God spoke and it was done. Light was made. We live today and we see light because God gave us that gift. But, as you know, as we also heard read today, that's not the last time that God's light shone into the dark. If you want to turn again... To John 1, verses 1 through 9. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word, that's a capital W, was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, but the darkness has not understood it, and some texts say has not comprehended it, and some say has not overcome it. There was a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. And this is what we've been celebrating during this Christmas season, during Advent, that light has come into the world just when we needed it. Genesis tells us, as we heard, that with a word, there was light. And John tells us that with the word, there was light. And light doesn't stop there. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 22. And it's page 1152 in your pew Bible. God will be the light for us forever. Revelation 22, verse 5. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of the lamp nor the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign with him forever and ever. From creation in Genesis to redemption in John, to salvation in Revelation. God's light is from forever to forever, and he has promised it to us. No more darkness. Okay, so let's look at some of the benefits of God's light. We'll, we'll just cover a few. All right. Turn with me to Genesis 1-3. We already, uh, oh, I guess I said that, didn't I? While your eyes were closed, do you remember that? That's uh, page 3 in the Pew Bible. i got to remember to look at my verses, not my pages. I get confused with pages. All right, Genesis 1-3. God spoke, right? And God said, let there be light, and there was light. The source and giver of light is the giver of life. It is God. We can also read and learn that one of the benefits of God's light is guidance and direction. 
So if you turn a few pages ahead to Pew Bible page 64 in Exodus 13, verses 20 through 22. After leaving Succoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Another thing that light brings is clarity and understanding. Let's look at Psalm 119, verse 129. Psalm 119. Verse 129 through 131. Your statutes are wonderful, therefore I obey them. The unfolding of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pant, longing for your commands. And there is hope. If you will turn to Pew Bible page 491, Job 33. 28 through 30. Job 33, 28 through 30. He redeemed my soul from going down to the pit, and I will live to enjoy the light. God does all these things to a man twice, even three times, to turn back his soul from the pit, that the light of life may shine on him. Light also brings protection. Turn in your Bible to Psalm chapter 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? <coughs> okay, so we've just covered it, just a few of them. As you know, and you've experienced in your life, there are many, many blessings and benefits that we get from God's light. But these are just a few, and you can feel free to plug in some of the other ones that you've experienced in your life and even in throughout this season. So, so, Pete, we know that, that God provides light and right. God is light. Right. And we know from these few selections, and I'm sure there are more out there, that light benefits us. So I'm wondering, how does God let his light shine? Well, we don't need to tell you that in some cases, God has chosen direct revelation. That seems like the, the most bulletproof way. God gives a direct uh, revelation of his life. So you guys are probably thinking of examples. One of the ones that comes to my mind is uh, Moses, when he saw this uh, bush that was burning, but wasn't burning up. How about angels? Bright, glorious light with angels. Yep, angels. How about dreams? You either ask Joseph, the son of Jacob, who knew, had a little experience with dreams and revelation through dreams, or ask Joseph, the son, oops, the husband of Mary, who had lots of dreams in a very short amount of time that had very specific revelations to him. Awesome. And, and I don't think, at least I can't, when I think about light, can't forget about Saul's experience. That, that's an experience where light actually brought about darkness. Oh, yeah. And then God made him able to see again. Let's, let's, let's look at uh, uh, how God shines through words and actions of people. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 60. That's uh, page 688 in your pew Bible. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 through 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Okay. All right, so that's not just um, talking about light directly from God. And I want to continue that thing because there's something uh, really powerful here. If you want to turn to Matthew 5, 14 through 16, and if you're keeping track in the Pew Bible, that's page 892. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You've probably heard this before. I just want us to ponder it for a moment. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand 
and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So what's so powerful about that is, in all over John, but word for word in John 8 and 9, Jesus says, Jesus speaking, I'm the light of the world. You guys have heard that before. Right here he's saying, you are the light of the world. You are milk. You are me. I am. We are the light of the world. There's a role for us as it connects to God's light. Hey, you're bringing this home, aren't you? All right. You're bringing it right down to this room. It's, it's our opportunity to show light. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. It's page 1082. Ephesians 5, 8 through 10. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. That is an invitation, isn't it? It's an invitation to me, to you, to all of us. Be children of His light. So that makes me think of something. Does anybody remember the, uh, the old uh, tagline, the Marines are looking for a few good men? This sounds to me like God is looking for a few good bulbs. Oh, and I bet he knows where to find the bulbs. You're a bulb, Pete. There are lots of bulbs around. I'm a bigger bulb. <laughs> there are all sizes, sizes of bulbs. There's types of bulbs. And God has a place and a purpose and a reason for every bulb. What I love about this uh, analogy of the bulb is that bulbs on their own, the ones I'm used to, don't create light on their own. But when they are connected to a power source, and when they're sometimes connected to others, then light shines through the bulb. So when people look at the bulb that's lit, that has light, they don't see the bulb, they see light. When they look at us, as children of the light, they could see love. They could see compassion. They don't have to look at this big bulb. They could look, they could see assistance. Right? Encouragement. Caring. So what are some of the ways that uh, bulbs, if you're taking this analogy personally, what are some of the ways that uh, we bulbs can stay connected to the power source? Hmm. Well, certainly through prayer. Okay. Scripture? Mm -hmm. How about giving service to others? Right. Nature? I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I get connected. We have a big pine tree in our backyard and I get connected to the power source when I, if it's a windy day. And I just go, like, stand underneath the glowing pine tree, and the noise that I hear just connects me, connects me with God. Is that like a still, small voice? That is. There you go. Hey, I've been waiting to hear that. It's in your backyard? Come on over. All right. Don't, don't think I'm going to get in the pool, though. <laughs> so, I think you guys are understanding it from a probably a uh, mental point of view, but boy, you know what they say in uh, speaking, if you can have visual aids, that's going to sometimes help. Man, and Mel, I just, I just wish that we had some kind of visual aid to help drive this point home. Oh, Pete, guess what? What? Do we? We have some visual aids. Oh, I love visual aids. Yeah, well, good. Well, we're going to try this out. This is what I warned you about. You may want to stand back a little bit. <laughs> because we're going to be dealing with power. Okay. And hopefully learn a little bit about light. And bulbs and God. Okay. All right. Let's see. We have some great assistance today. So let's have this first strand of lights come up here. You ladies can stand here, and I'll need the male end on this side. That's electrician talk. <laughs> I hope. Let's see here. 
all this works. Okay, good. And yeah. are we ready? Voila! All right. Let's see here. Well, what do you see? Do you think it's repairable? 
Do you think we can fix that? I think we can fix it if we have the technology. If we have the technology, the old school bulb technology, we can probably fix that. Okay. Well, let's see what we have. Well, first of all, some of these aren't lit. Okay. So what, what, what might you do, Christmas tree installers, what might you do if there's a bulb there, but it's not on? Okay. And you might, oh, what happened? Oh, let's do a re instant replay for those who missed it. Okay. You might do this. This is a very technical process. Jiggle and then adjust. It wasn't lit, and now it's lighting up. Boy, sometimes, Pete, we're, we're close to, to understanding where that source comes from, but with a little more focus, we can yep. become that light that God wants us to be. And sometimes you may be the bulb that needs to be adjusted so that you're connected more securely to God's power source. Sometimes you may need someone else to help get you connected. And guess what? Sometimes you may be the help that is required to connect someone else who's close. They're very close. They're just not connected and they're not shining. So you may either be the help or you may need the help at different times in your life. Yeah, I like that, Pete. Sometimes bulbs have to help bulbs. Uh-huh. That sounds funny, doesn't it? Okay, let's see. Now, somebody also mentioned that... So, two issues. One, the bulbs were there, but not shining, and now these ones don't even have bulbs. That's a different solution. Pete, they're all different colors. They are. I praise God. They're not all the same. Yeah. There we go. So for in this situation, you may not be that um, close to the power source. So again, somebody may need to come along and physically bring you, for the sake of this uh, analogy, into the strand, into connection with God's power or into connection with one another. This could be a great little uh, metaphor for Oh, oh, what happened when you went down to that bowl? What? Some of you may be thinking, okay, there's a bowl that's in but not all the way fastened in. Then there's a bowl that might be work, might work fine if it could just find a way into the strand. But I know what you're thinking. What about bulbs that are burned out or the filament is broken off? Those bulbs aren't going to shine. Are they? No, but you know what? <laughs> I think that the, the power source can make them new. Really? It doesn't matter how bad it is, I think they can be made new. Now, if I was good, I'd do that. I can't do that. The closest I can come and say, you know what? It doesn't matter how broken down you are, God can make you new and make you a part of his family of lights. That is a talented light maker if he can do that. He's the source of light, isn't he? So instead of broken smash, God creates shiny. I like it. God restores broken people and burned out bulbs. Let's look at Psalm 51. Psalm 51, verses 10 through 12. Create in me a pure heart of God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And who said that? Who wrote that? Did, did he have some problems with the bulk? Yeah, this is from a guy who was a murderer. Uh-huh. An adulterer? Okay. How low can it get? And yet God changed him and said, at one time later we found out that David was a man after God's own heart. 
Wow. So there's one instance where if you need, don't take it from Milnai, God has the ability to um, transform. So we don't want anybody out there to think, oh, I'm, I'm a, I, if I am a bulb, I'm just not useful to him. Turn in uh, your Bibles and see Pew Bible, uh, page 1129, 1 John 7 through 9. 1 John 7 through 9. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And then I want you to look at 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. That's Pew Bible 1068. Especially fitting for this time of year. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is connected to Christ, if you'll uh, pardon the paraphrase, he or she is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Old, smashed, broken bowl, gone. New, shining bowl has come. God's great, isn't he? I have hope for this big ball. <laughs> so, let's see here. We need some assistance here from you gentlemen. If you could uh, help us by bringing out this next screen. You just hand that to Chris and he'll plug that in. visual aid. So, what does this strand symbolize? Look at that. Well, these bulbs are, hey, that's the new LED technology. You know, isn't that great? They take less power and give out more light. How is that How is that possible? I don't know. And they're more sturdy. I could step on one and it would be hard to break it. Yes, even me. <laughs> you know what they represent, Pete? What's that? They represent the youth oh. to me. The youth. Today's world is darker and harder to live in than it used to be. Now, I remember when I was a youth, and adults used to say that, and they used to say, right, right. But there is more opportunity to lose the connection from God today than there ever has been in the past. You have to be sturdier more focused, a little brighter. You don't have to be as big, but you have to be connected to God. I remember, some of you may remember, Elvis. <laughs> and he was coming on TV. And everyone was excited. Elvis was going to be on TV. And those of you who remember what happened when he got on TV, what was not allowed? His feet. What's that? His feet. Yeah, his feet. All you could see was from the belt up. Hey, some of us thought that was cheating. That's not Elvis. But that was the rule. And do you remember? Some of you may remember the Beatles coming on Ed Sullivan. Do you remember that? And there they were, that nasty man from Liverpool. Yes, and all the parents were like, oh, I can't watch that. But there they were, four guys, stiff, in black suits and tie, hardly moving and singing. And what did they sing about? They just wanted to hold hands. They wanted to hold your hand. Oh. Compare that to what goes on today on the internet, MTV, VH1, you go down on the list. There is nothing, almost nothing. 
that can't be seen. There's not a gyration or position that's not exhibited. And it is available to every young person at any time. How important it is to stay connected to God's power. I got in trouble in school for holding hands with Paul. It's nothing. I got a whole weekend detention for that. My mother's here, so I can't talk about it anymore. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? I'm sorry. Well, at the time it was. You know, it, it's like puppy love, but I will let you know it's real to the puppies. <laughs> it's important to understand, especially the youth today, what is around you and how important it is to stay connected to God and to His power because there are so many things you're inundated with that's available with the click of one finger. Now, all right, are we out of visual aids, or do we have another visual aid? Yeah, we have one more page. Oh, I love visual aids. <laughs> Let's see. Where, where did our uh, other helpers go? Here we go. Come over here. Oh, boy. Here are littler bulbs. What do you think they represent? Children. Yeah, children. Another visual learner. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> Pete, we're pretty good, aren't we? Woo! We should have taught science. That worked out. Maybe. Not. <laughs> this string symbolizes children. Okay, so I see I see the light physically. So, Milt, what are some of the ways that we can see light shining through God's light shining through smaller children, smaller bulbs? Well, I tell you what. What would you say? Would you agree with me if you saw lights shining through little children? This morning up front. Yes. yes. Would you agree? Yes. How many of you were here two weeks ago when the children of all ages performed one of the most beautiful stories ever written? The Christmas story. Yes. Yeah. Remember that? Yes. Yep. Where's Tyson? Tyson, are you here? Tyson. <laughs> Tyson. Would you come to Grandpa, please? <laughs> it's okay. It's safe. It's safe. Here it comes. Oh, yeah. Yes! <laughs> big, 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 big. Oh, 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 oh. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What do you think? Do you see all these people out there? You know what they see? Do they see love? They see a light shining. They don't, they don't see grandson bulb with grandpa bulb, do they? <laughs> you want to go back to your seat? <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm so glad you talked, that you've given the example. And I think back to the children's program, which I'm still blessed by, and all of these little lights together. And it was so moving, and didn't uh, didn't light sort of just flood your heart, yes. which makes <clears throat> these little bulbs then turned into a floodlight, if you will, for God's love. And if you were here, I imagine, and I bet you felt that and experienced it. Okay, it's perfect. So this collection of lights, what we're expressing to you today is that this illumination is about being part of a family. Connected together with God. Allowing His light to shine through each one of us. And it happens when we invite Him to be part of our life in our heart. Okay, recap time. God is light. We benefit from His light. God shines His light in different ways, including through people. We are all bulbs. And when we stay connected to God and each other, God's light can shine through us. And God is looking for a few good bulbs. Now, what are some of the ways that these bulbs, if we're taking this seriously, what are some of the ways that we might shine? Well, glad you asked. 
I have a couple of ideas to share. Okay. All right. Everyone can join me. Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58, 1 through 6. It's page 685. Starts on 685. No, 686. Verses 6 through 8. Is not this the king of fasting I have chosen? I loose the chains of injustice and unite the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. How does light shine? Well, helping out others, like you were talking about, service. Service. Being sensitive and aware of people's needs. Comforting people. Comforting. Releasing them from their stress and strain. Yep, another way that we might uh, look as a little uh, owner's manual, bulb's owner manual about how we can shine, can be found in Micah 6.8. You guys are aware of this verse too, I imagine, or you might have sung it. Page uh, 858 in the Pew Bible, Micah 6, 8. He has showed you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Great. Turn in your uh, Bible to John 15, verse 12. John 15, 12. You probably have this memorized. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. That's a way the light will shine. Hmm. I wonder, are there other biblical examples of how uh, bold shine? Um, how about Rahab? Rahab. Do you remember that story? Okay, yeah. One woman in a city who set in motion the success of the children of Israel and God's people's invitation fulfilled into the promised land. Rahab. Yep. Um, you guys are probably thinking of a lot of names. I think of uh, Elijah, who stood his ground against some of the uh, most apostate kings that were supposedly helping to guide God's people into light, but instead drove them away. Elijah held his ground until he got quite a, uh, a ride home. I bet that was a bright light. That I would have loved to see that. Yeah. And then I think of Esther. A woman who, with courage, plugged into God, had the courage to go against every law and command and everything that was supposedly right to make sure that her people were saved. I love the story of Esther. Yeah. And uh, I think about the little girl who helped Naaman. Remember her? She gets hauled off from her country. She's taken prisoner, taken captive. And the man that she should associate with being ripped from her home, probably her friends, has a problem. And instead of saying, great, you deserve it, she says, I know somebody that can help you. And she had to believe that her God loved people enough that he wanted Naaman healed. And it all started with that little girl and her belief that God was love. And the Magi, speaking, thinking about the Christmas time, traveling for months to bring precious gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to the Christ child, recognizing where in fact their light came from. And recognizing that that light was now that at that time revealed on the earth. I think about Stephen, who was one of the uh, first gospel proclaimers in the New Testament, who was not afraid, even though his life was on the line, to tell it like it is, to shine, uh, have God's light shine into the darkness of people's selfishness. And say, this is what has happened, but this is what will happen, thanks to the glory of God. And how about Peter? Talking about the Bible. Peter. Oh, Peter, yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, I started thinking about him, about that, that uh, person who's plugged in and out. You know Peter's story. You know, I'm with you, not. 
I understand my role, and I will do whatever it takes to stand by you, Lord. Not, you know, but he found his way. God continued to work with him, and through him established a great Christian faith. So those are biblical examples. Now, can you think of any historical examples of some bulbs that have uh, shined bright? Oh, let's see. Well, in the line of Christian faith, I think of Martin Luther, okay. who really brought about the, the, the concept of righteousness by faith and the personal relationship that you find with God. I also think about Martin Luther King Jr., who, in a society where it was not expected and not right, changed people's view on how to deal with the sin of discrimination and, and, and that, and through peaceful methods, brought about a, a beautiful change that continues in society. I think about uh, Corey Tinboom, if you know her story about how she and her family um, were able to help some Jews escape uh, Nazis, and the family was in turn in prison, and several of her family members died in uh, camps. And she had this most remarkable quote um, that she said, God doesn't have problems, only plans. Awesome. And when you, when you said that the other day, it reminded me actually of Mother Teresa. She had a focus and a plan, and that was to serve others continuously and go where God wanted her to go, no matter where that was in this world. And I wouldn't be my mother's son if I didn't say Bach, who was able to somehow harness that language that transcends just words, but was able to channel God's light through music that um, emanated beyond the little town of Leipzig and other places where he wrote it, but has emanated in broader circles, and not only through geography, but also through time, to give us just a glimpse of God's light. Exactly. And then uh, I think of Ellen White, who, through God's power and connection with him, actually took one of the great disappointments in this, this earth and started people to get together and put together a, a process and a group of people who say, hey, you know what? God will come. Let's not live in the past. Let's not be disappointed. Let's work together and put together a group of people who could lead others. They became like themselves and they lead others into the story of salvation and the, sec- and the story of the second coming of Christ. You know what, Pete? I think there are examples here. And if, if we had hours and time, I think everyone who's here could share something about another who is a light to them. Think about it. It's a beautiful thing, what God does to your life and to others as a result of that connection. Yeah, I know it. I, I look out there and I see bulbs. And I see bulbs that have uh, had God's light shine through them. And you might be thinking of those people here in this uh, room, in this congregation, in this community, who you've been able to see God's light shining through because they've been one of those bulbs. So here is our question for you today. What kind of bulbs will we be? What kind of bulbs will we be in 2011? Will we be the disconnected ones? The ones that aren't even near the strand or the power source? Will we be blinkers? Or ones that glow with a steady, godlike light? And will your light, will my light, will our lights so shine that others will be able to see what we do and give glory to God? I see an example of lights once a year on the cul-de-sac where I live. No one visits my cul-de-sac <laughs> for 357 days a year. But when there's a transformation of a, a dark 12-home cul-de-sac and there's a display of 12,000-plus lights, all of a sudden, 
people recognize that there's something there. There's something we're seeing. Thank you, Eric. And it, it just bring, brings to mind this, this whole idea of, you know what? If just a little flicker of light would shine in you, <coughs> others would see something that they would like to be part of. And when there's two of you, there's more. And when there's five of you, it's brighter. And when there's a family who is together, this family, our community, that shines, it becomes something that others want to be a part of and belong to and want to know more about. Hey, what is the source of your joy, of your peace? A few good bulbs do make a difference, individual or collectively. Where are you on God's cul-de-sac? A few good bulbs could turn into more good bulbs, and more and more, and then our whole neighborhood, our whole church could shine. It starts with a bulb connected to a power source, allowing God's light to shine, and others joining in. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we thank you for this moment and this time. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us the opportunity to uh, know you, to, to be with you, to connect with you, and, and to be a light to others. It is our prayer that in 2011, as we look forward, we look forward knowing that you, you are our protection, our joy, our peace, our love, our salvation, and we're going to let others know through the light that you have given us. Amen. And now may the God of love and light be with you all as you seek not to hoard, but to share, reflect, and connect the power source who loves us beyond all understanding. Amen.